Welcome everyone to Core Values, an official podcast of Broken Arrow Public Schools on the Arrow Vision Network. I'm your host, Adam J. Foreman, Executive Director of Public Relations for Broken Arrow Schools, and this is made possible by our wonderful One Club sponsors, First National Bank of Broken Arrow, TTCU Federal Credit Union, Ascension St. John Broken Arrow, and the Tulsa Bone and Joint, and the Arrow Group. And let's welcome our special guest today, Superintendent of Schools, Chuck Perry. Welcome, Chuck Perry. Thank you. Excited to be here. And yes. I do appreciate those sponsors. You calling their names out. They do so much for Broken Arrow Schools. So. I don't think people realize kind of the impact that they have they on, our, on our schools. They do not. And they have been rock solid over the years. And their commitment is um, goes beyond even what they we may have in a contract. It seems like they're always doing a, uh, above and beyond even that at times. So we, we appreciate them. Yes, we do. So let's talk about, we're going to talk about our year in review, basically, with uh, the 2021, 2020, I forgot what year it was. I mean, it's for like the last three years, it's been one year. Uh, just kind of what, what the year's been like as we're wrapping up. As of right now, as of today of doing this, we have 12 whole days left of the school year. And that is, that blows my mind. It just seems like it was January uh, yesterday, and it has gone by quicker the semester's gone by quicker than any that I've ever been a part of. I agree. I, I totally I, agree. I, I don't even know why. It just has. <laughs> <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. That's right. So before we even get into that, mm-hmm. I, and we've done this before, but for those viewers that have not listened, let's talk about your educational journey to today. And I mean, let's go all the way back. Well, I always like to tell people I am a proud graduate of Broken Arrow Public Schools. You're a lifer. Lifer. Went K through 12, um, Oakcrest Elementary. Uh, Squaw Middle School, South Intermediate at that time, and then I was the first class to go through two years here at the current high school campus. Um, my wife and I, um, she's a 87 grad also, and going back much further is um, my mom and dad were both 1950 grads of Broken Arrow Public Schools, and uh, my brother in 70 and my sister in 75, so um, I grew up hearing about BA and hearing about old stories and um, just different parts of the campus that are no longer there at the high school, the old three-story building uh, that was on what we last knew as North, along with um, stories about certain individuals, um, Coach Ragsdale, uh, of course, Joe Robinson, Coach my dad in football, and then he was the high school principal when I was uh, here at the high school. You so. don't hear that much these days. That's kind of a, a rarity. It's it interesting. Is. It is. He was a very good man. and uh, He didn't drive a bus, did he, too? Because it, it, we had principals that drove buses when I, in my old school. I wouldn't be surprised if early on oh, yeah. they did that. And just, you know, stories about after uh, World War II, we had uh, seniors coming back that were – uh, 20, 21 years old, finishing up their high school career because they had been off to war. Interesting. And, uh, um, just a lot of cool, cool things. And of, and I just would be remiss without mentioning Dr. Oliver to be in this position today um, and think of the impact he's had on not only the school district but the community of Broken Arrow. And uh, just such a genuine person and established BA as an – I feel like an educational destination for so many families and um, really 
grew us through some tough times in the 80s when Broken Arrow was exploding uh, population-wise without much money, and we didn't have much retail or industrial base to pull from uh, tax dollar-wise, and we're a true bedroom community at that time of Tulsa. And for him to navigate all of that and put Broken Arrow on the map is um, very impressive, and I still try to stay in touch with him today and pull as much wisdom He's got a lot. Uh, he does from him. <laughs> and he was your superintendent when you were a student, correct? That is correct. Well, that's a yeah. full circle moment right it, there. It, it really is. And, um, you know, I taught here um, also. I, I went on to TU and um, played uh, college soccer there. That was kind of my draw of going there. So I've never been too far away from home. And uh, There's came, nothing wrong with that it's, at all. No, there's not. I'm proud of it. And um, came back to Haskell Middle School at that time, which is our options academy, and uh, taught middle school for five years and was the boys' varsity soccer coach. Um, Left teaching for a couple of years while we had our first child. And um, it just, once that fire is lit of being an educator, it's hard to put out. And I just, being out in the business world, um, there's some parts I enjoyed about it, but at the same time, I just was missing something intrinsically. Um, my cup wasn't being filled. So I got back into education and taught for a number of years. Um, what were your subjects? Um, I taught a little bit of everything. Um, my first year, the only position that was open was the, uh, in school suspension, uh, <laughs> program. Uh, so you became I, an ISP I, expert. I, I, I did. And, uh, it helped me grow a lot, uh, connected me with some students that, um, you know, were really reaching out and, and needed some help. Um, I'm a very relational type person. I like to stay positive. So I, I had a desire to go into a regular classroom setting with more interaction with uh, a larger number of students. And I was a world geography teacher uh, for a number of years. I also taught physical education. And then for um, 11 years of my career there, I went over to Union and was an English language um, learner teacher or EL, what it's called now, uh, all spurring out of the um, no child left behind there in the early 2000s that's when that really took off and uh, was connected to students from all around the world I mean literally all around the world and um, they made a huge impact on me and um, that from that point on I knew you know I was in the right place as far as education and uh, was an assistant principal at the high school there was athletic director uh, director of secondary ed and then came back here as assistant superintendent and just wanted to come back home. This is home to me. So let's let's flash back for a second. When you were at Haskell, yes. who was your principal at the time? It was Sally Tucker. Sally yes. Tucker. Um, for the first couple of years. And when I came back for uh, one year, it was Phil Tucker. Phil Tucker. Uh, no, no relation at all. How but, funny. Um, he was a great guy. He was. A uh, very good guy. Both of them. Um, I think of, if, if anybody remembers, Lonnie Chancellor, assistant principal back then, Catherine McGrew, just so many good people. I think that's why Broken Arrow has really stood out. They not only hire great educators, but good quality uh, human beings that care about others. And they really took me under their wing my first couple years and uh, helped me learn um, how to grow. And it, I look back at very fond memories because we were tight faculty. Um, well, and those names yes. just live on forever. They like do. you mentioned Phil Tucker and yes. you'll get 
20 stories from 30 different people. He, he was very influential, and I was always impressed that he could handle some of the most uh, difficult, stressful situations and find humor in it. And uh, it made some tough days. He could he can find positive. He never lacked for laughing, that's for sure. He, he was just a good man. He was a good man. So, and now you're superintendent of schools, just complete full circle moments, student superintendent. How, how has that been for you this last semester? Just what, what's that feeling that's come over you? Um, it's almost surreal, uh, to be honest with you. Um, uh, just on a personal level, um, I wish my mom and dad were still living to um, see them or you know, to be able to tell them and talk with them about it because I think they would really find great pleasure in that because they uh, love BA. And Class of 50 grads. Yes. Absolutely. They graduated and then they made an intentional decision to stay here and they lived in Broken Arrow. I grew up in uh, Oakcrest Elementary, um, as I said, with the elementary school, but I actually lived in that addition too, right across the street. And is but your childhood home still there? Still there. Interesting. Uh, you yes. ever thought about going and knocking on the door? No, but I, <laughs> I, I honestly, I have driven by there a couple times because it brings back so many good memories to me. It was a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath house. and uh, um, We should it, just do it one day. Yeah. Just show up with a camera crew, <laughs> knock on the door, and be like, hey, <laughs> see what happens. That would be interesting. <laughs> That'd be a great YouTube episode of no, something right there. My dad and I would walk over to... Um, Oakcrest to the playground area and throw the football or kick the soccer ball. I mean, just that neighborhood and that school was such a large part of my childhood memories when I think back. Well, and how much that school has changed too. It has. It I, has. I remember just the construction over the last decade there has been incredible. That's uh, it, It's still a great school. And uh, Jana Williams, principal there, she does a great job making that a, a, a family. I think it's one of the keys of a great principles when you walk in there you get that kind of warm home feel to it and she does a great job with that so just um, a personal question mm-hmm. on the corner there is a, is the jade on main market what did that used to be back in the day that was a grocery store which one was it uh, um it was weddles is what i remember as a kid it was i guess a family um company or I, I don't think it's company but it's a family grocery store changed to pickles somewhere along the way and um you can still uh, see traces of it when you walk in there you kind of see old flooring and the signage and i I can almost get that feel or vibe i can close my eyes and almost be there yeah uh, made a million trips by bike by foot um going over the grocery store getting groceries my mom would send me to get you know uh gallon of milk or loaf of bread because back then we ran errands that's right that's what you did you just ran up the street and the tasty treat uh used to be a original tasty freeze um, when i was a kid and in the summertime that was always a fun thing to do is get a little money and friends of mine in the neighborhood would walk over there and get a burger and so it's great to see steve uh still carrying that um yeah it's got that old school feel still to this day still alive so i'm sorry go ahead I was just going to finish on beyond uh, what does it mean to be the, to be the superintendent beyond personally. Um, again, it's just the people I've got a great team around me. I feel a great weight and responsibility not to let people down. I want our staff, um, all the way from our custodians, child nutrition workers to our teachers and principals 
to be proud of being an employee of Broken Arrow Public Schools and um, wanting to create a great culture that people want to you know come to and work at and make this part of their uh, life because we often spend t- more time at work than we do with our family. And that's true. So I want this to be a, a family feel here, and uh, so I just feel a, a a sense of responsibility to keep the the name alive and a place that people want to be. And obviously number one is take care of our kids and give them the best education that they can get in anywhere else in Oklahoma. Well, that's another great segue you just created. Let's talk about careers at Broken Arrow because right now, and this is statewide, I think this is nationwide future educators and getting them to come and be a part of us. What can we do? What are some great selling points for, for people who are graduating or people looking to move districts to bring them here to Broken Arrow? Lots of exciting things, and one I want to share in particular, but that we are uh, entering a phase of education. We're going to see a great teacher teacher shortage. We do not have the number of graduates uh, going into that career field that we've had in the past, um, and we have to not make any excuses, and we have to find ways to still um, both recruit the best teachers and employees, but also to retain the best. Um, one particular thing, is uh, I'm really excited about is a new child care um, facility we're opening up at Arrow Springs um, ECC where employees will have the benefit of having some low-cost child care from um, I believe it's birth to three three years yeah yes, that's a game yes, changer that is for and, a lot of people and um, that's know, kind of something unique around here isn't it it is I, i'm not sure how many districts are doing it but we see this as a trend in the business sector i know senator haste uh, state senator has talked about that's an important thing of um, recruiting companies to oklahoma is to offer that because Cost of childcare is astronomical. And, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> and teacher pay, um, putting those two together sometimes don't add up. So right. we are really excited to be open that next year. We have a limited number of spots as we get that off the ground. Uh, but I think that's one thing that we're doing that's innovative and creative. Um, and, you know, not just sitting back and hoping we get the best. Um, again, I'm going to go to teachers in the classroom for our students uh, but we're doing something purposeful. And then the bigger picture of all of it is culture. Um, I always say that culture trumps strategy. I heard that long ago. Oh, that's and, a great that's a great phrase. And you can have the best plan in the world, but if you don't have great culture that people don't want to be here and um, feel a sense of calling um, to work here, then I don't think um, it's, you know, people won't invest in it the way that, we see now and so um want to c- continue to hire great people that uh culture is important that relationships are important um that we meet people both our employees and our students where they are at and help them grow we feel we've seen so many uh um you know co-workers over the years that you and i have worked together and um you've been here a while too now how long uh, 16 years now <laughs> 16 years and it's crazy we've seen to think a lot so. of people that have entered the district at some lower level positions and now in some um, just brand new areas that um, their career has grown so that's exciting to me uh, with 2400 plus employees where we are the largest employer in the district i bet most people don't realize that we are the biggest one in broken arrow 
there's a, there's a lot um, to keep up with. We have a great HR department that, you know, oversees that and uh, makes sure that we're staying on top of things. But I, I really think uh, culture and drawing those employees and there's a lot of times, a lot of positions, people don't, they could go make money, more money elsewhere in the private sector, um, but they stay here because they feel that it's uh, where they're supposed to be and want to continue to do that. So if anybody's interested in that, baschools.org slash careers is the place to go. Come on. Yes, we want you. Bring it on. So let's go through some some cool little bullet points, if you will, over the last year of, of, of accomplishments. And some of these are academic. Some of these are activities, fine arts. And just kind of reflect on them. First off, right off the bat, nine national merit semifinalists and then six national merit finalists. Amazing. It is. And that's a testament. What's cool about that is that is a K through 12 accomplishment. You know, the high school gets a lot of credit for that and gets a lot of attention for that because that's where the students are recognized. But that's been years of hard work by our teaching staff to provide a pathway for those students to really excel. The time and commitment to reach that academic level um, is almost overwhelming to look at. Um, those are students when they get up and speak, um, the poise and, and how articulate they are just really amazes me. Me too. And how well-rounded they are as just people. Uh, we think of them as maybe just being, um, you know, very highly academic in some small areas. But when you start talking to these students, you realize, um, they are very well-rounded and, um, socially very sharp too that they uh you know are i think will be so successful in their careers whatever they choose to do because they're not only um intelligent but also um very relationship driven too every time i see them speak i want to be like we need to recruit them (laughs) we need them to come back into the fold (laughs) incredible and they've just uh credit to our teachers credit to those uh, family members that have raised those um, students because they get a lot of credit and then most importantly the students because it is not easy. No, uh, and did they change the dynamics of the National Merit Program a couple of years ago? They did. Um, it is harder to achieve than That's it was. That's what I heard. Uh, yeah. years and it's a very, very minute percentage that uh, achieved that level and what's so cool um is the all these scholarship opportunities that will flow their way once they receive that designation and uh from our understanding we had many more right on the cusp you know just a point or two away from uh reaching that um designation also so i want to keep you know focusing on that because that is a good barometer of the uh, academic level that we provide at ba um those AP classes those students take are as challenging as you know you'll find anywhere in the nation. I couldn't have done it when I was <laughs> at their age. That's incredible. It is so. Um, kudos to all that were involved, and very proud of that number. We want to keep growing it. Absolutely. So we're very involved in the community since we are the largest employer. We also have lots of connections. And one of the things we help out with in the district is the United Way campaign. And this year, we, as a district, raised $58,000 for the campaign and were named a Community Impact Award at the annual luncheon. That's got to be incredible, too, to have that impact in, across every board of, like, private business, industrial, educational. It's, it's very um, 
just makes your heart happy to hear that because we are competing against some very large companies in the Tulsa area. And it just shows the quality of people we have. I know um, Larry Shackelford, uh, our associate superintendent, was here several months ago and you talked with him uh, about the young lady who couldn't afford the uh, ring for yeah, the Pride, Pride Grand Nationals. Yes, uh-huh. and how um, the student or the uh, his his workers in that department just started pulling out their wallets and ha- handing over cash to make sure that she got that. And that's what's impressive about the United Way campaign. Again, we there's so many people that could make so much more money in that private sector, um, but these are people that see a need in our community, and so much of it goes to Broken Arrow neighbors and so many local uh, community outreaches, and they want to be a part of that, and they give even though um, they don't have a lot of you know free money to give, and I just so thankful and uh, humbled by it all. Well, you're the king of segues today because you mentioned pride. And that was next on my list, the Grand National Championship, Pride of America, or Pride of, I should say Pride of America, (laughs) Bands of America, uh, the Pride of Broken Arrow, the fourth time they've taken Grand Nationals this year. Incredible. It was. And I think that may be their new tagline, Pride of America. You know, I'm going to suggest it, see what they (laughs) think. But uh, I was talking to Dr. Dale, who's Mm -hmm. retiring at the end of this year with Fine Arts, and he said, at Indianapolis and all these places, people will come up to the Pride Kids like they are celebrities. Like, you're from Broken Arrow. Can I get a shirt? Can I get a hat? That's amazing to have that reputation on a national scale. It is. Um, I was down in Indianapolis to watch that, and it the the spectacle of it all, and people don't realize it's in um, the Indianapolis Colts NFL Stadium, and half of that stadium is packed all the way to the rafters to watch these bands from all over the country perform and to see BA, um, the highest score in grand history, right? History of, uh, that, that competition. And our kids are just incredibly, again, great musicians. They know that world of, you know, the technique of, what it takes to be a great marching band. But again, they buy into they're representing something bigger than, than themselves. And, uh, when they go, that's talked about a lot, how respectful they are of other bands. And so I don't want to lose sight of what they accomplished, but it's cool to see them be recognized for just the, uh, young men and women they are. But for, uh, um, Mr. Davis, Dr. Pence, to achieve that year after year, that high level, it's nice to see them recognized um, for that, you know, for that title. When you mentioned earlier about the National American Kids being multifaceted, same thing can be said about the Pride Kids who are involved in multiple disciplines, probably all have part-time jobs on top of that, just such well-rounded students. Absolutely, and I think that's so important. You know, we work a lot with our local chamber of what we can be, um, you know, training our young men and women to go out and go into the workforce. And they talk a lot about those soft skills, how important they are that, um, a lot of young men and women, this generation are missing today. And to see our students excel in those areas makes me proud because, Um, Again, you can be very competent in an area, but if you can't collaborate, can't get along with others, um, 
work as a team to problem solve, you're not going to be successful in the new world out there. Um, we hear a lot that 80% of the jobs that will be here 10 years from now have not even been created yet. You stop and think That's about that. mind blowing to think about. So there are certain more than specific, um, knowledge of one certain career sector. They are wanting our graduates come out with those, um, characteristics of, uh, they're problem solvers. They're, they can work in a team together. Um, they are very resilient and they can persevere through some roadblocks or some failures. And, um, that's, you know, kind of our goal, uh, as a district, to provide those type of graduates. So we talked earlier about the community award from United Way the, of us giving back. We also have some organizations that give to us quite a bit, actually. One of them I want to talk about in particular, the Broken Arrow Public Schools Foundation. This year, they stepped up their game more than ever before. They always do teacher grants every year, and they give out $50,000 worth of teacher grants this year, where all our teachers apply, give an idea, write out summaries, and then they kind of uh, sweepstakes show up at their school and surprise them, which is, you've been there. It's the greatest, coolest feeling in the world yes. when they surprise them. But another thing they did this year, they kind of asked us for a wish list of things that, what would, what would you like that if you could dream to the sky or blue sky dreaming, as they say in the Disney world. And they supplied enough funds to send every fifth grader in the district to BizTown through junior achievement. F the foundation has just stepped up their game unbelievably this year. They have. And, um, I want to recognize, you know, going back years and years ago to the um, original founders of the foundation that um, set out to provide some means of um, uh, funding things that the school district couldn't afford to do. And those needs uh, obviously change from year to year and decade to decade, but schools are changing. And I give a lot of credit to Frankie Catlett. He's um, a local manager of a Walmart here who's the president, uh, has been for several years. And he has really um, worked with the school district closely to align the foundation and make sure that it, it's meeting the needs of the school district and our teaching staff and our uh, ultimately our students. So they've done some things outside of the box this year that is making a huge impact on our district, and we couldn't do things without them. So um, not only Mr. Catlett, but also his entire uh, foundation board. Um, we've got a great cross-section of community members in a variety of different, um, you know, genres or career sectors that I just, they're making a huge impact, and we want to continue that relationship. And that's a good way if you are looking for a uh, tax-deductible donation, and that's a, a great place to give into. BAPSfoundation.org for more information on that. I'm just full of websites hey, I today. I can it. just I sling them at you. Thank you. Um, also, I mean, side note, Frankie is also a proud Pride of Broken Arrow dad. He so is. he's involved in that too, which he you know is. doesn't surprise me in the least. He's so vested. And that's, that's it. what I love about Broken Arrow. Um, one thing that when we were in the interview process for our head football coach, um, Josh Blankenship, uh, he made a statement that I keep thinking about. He said, I've always been intrigued by BA because students that graduate here, they seem to large number of them move back and their families stay here. And he said, that's always impressed me. And he said, I want to be a place that's part of that where my kids are grounded somewhere and, and stay here. So 
it's when you start talking to people in the community, all the connections that they've have of where they have been as part of the school district or work there or kids have gone through. It's just amazing. Um, blows my mind at times. To hear I'd like to say it's not an accident. It's, it's not, it's it, really not. It's not. So you talked about Josh and yes. this was his first full year of teaching or not teaching. Well, I guess he's teaching, but yeah. football coach. Yes. So the athletics that has been going on this year too, just incredible athletics and, and all the accomplishments they've had this year. They have. Um, and it's, um, I, Coach Blankenship has gone in and set a tone and a standard that I keep getting um, so much positive feedback from parents uh, about how he has determined not only to um, lead a great football program, but also to um, build young men. And uh, there's a certain standard of uh, the way they should act and the way they go about their practice routine that he does not waver on, and that's one of the things that drew us to um, hiring him is it was not uh, all about football. It, he saw himself as a being a you know a, having a greater calling than just coaching football. It was in, to impact lives, and um, he's done a great job with that and led some um, major upsets. He took a football team that had to learn a new offense and. Um, new coaching staff basically that had some struggles early on that turned around and uh, had these huge upset at Owasso um, playing them in the um, quarterfinals and uh, just missed out on the shot by r really one penalty flag of going on to the finals. It's all so, it takes is one, isn't it? it? <laughs> but you can't, you can't knock that first season with them. It's it, fantastic. It's been great. And, um, Boys basketball program had a had a great run recently. Our um, girls basketball program in the direction of Shane Coffey, uh, new coach this year. Um, we we knocked off I think the number one two teams in the state, uh, maybe at the six A and five A level, um, somewhere in, in there. But had a lot of big upsets, and I see great things for the future with that program. When currently right now, the soccer program, both boys and girls are doing fantastic. They are. They play. You have a little uh, bit of connection to that, don't yes, you? Just a little bit of investment. Uh, yes. For those uh, who don't know, Chuck helped lead them to a state championship last year. Yeah, it, it was a great time. One of the best things I've ever been a part of in education in my career was being able to uh, step in and help coach uh, the last really three weeks of the season. And uh, just I learned so much from those young men, how they just never – gave up and they did everything we asked and um hopefully that'll carry over into uh this year with coach smoker um with the boys program they play um tomorrow night in fact uh, against uh jinx at jinx and then the girls um play at home versus bixby's and, and these are some important games correct very important yes state quarterfinal and um you, you gotta you gotta knock them off one at a time and I think they can do it. They can. Our softball program's looking strong. Um, track, I think, has a great opportunity. Our golf program, so much going on. But, again, just so everybody knows, we care about athletics and we're here to win. And we don't ever apologizing, apologize for the will to win because I think that teaches a lot of great um, things that, again, can carry over and make these young men and women better um, you know, husbands, wives, mothers down the road, um, better workers in their career, whatever they choose. 
So we, we, we teach that will to win, but we also um, are, are very cognizant and want to make sure that they're walking away as uh, a, you know, better people after they go through the program. So uh, it's not always easy. It, it's tough at times, but um, fine arts, athletics, it's a commitment and a lot of time. Well, as Tom Hanks said in the League of Their Own, it's the tough that makes it great. I love it. I think that's love the it. coolest quote. Love it. Same thing can apply to fine arts and all the stuff that they do. I mean, the the choir went to New York City this year and competed for the and the show choirs don't have national championships. This is kind of one of the first things that came mm. around and they just knocked it out of the park on that one. Our art show that we have every year for the district that showcase our student artists from across every grade level, not just the high school. Our fine arts is 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 second to none. It is. And I, I'm a big believer in the arts and I feel like broken arrow for years has done the arts very well. And I think it's uh, again, part of that well-rounded student of them having exposure um, to some things they might not otherwise, if it wasn't from this classroom setting. And um, I really, it's hard to believe when you mentioned our show choir going to New York City and finishing runner-up to Burbank, California, you think little old Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, their choir program is competing against one of the big L.A. school districts, and um, nobody would think of Broken Arrow as an arts uh, mecca. And but we want to be. We want to be, and with the Christian Genoa Theater here and our PAC downtown and the our great faculty, the great kids they have coming yeah, through there. Awesome. And, uh, you know, goes from orchestra to drama, um, all the visual arts, as you mentioned, in the art show. Um, just so many people to uh, give credit to. And that art show, it's just amazing the talent that we have in Broken Arrow with our students. I mean, from uh, our elementary schools up to the high school, it's it's amazing. I see it. I think, are you sure this is a student who did this? <laughs> it's pretty I, I crazy. Some of those sculptures that they, they did, it just, it, it, uh, it's impressive. I don't want to show you the art I tried to make <laughs> when I was their age. Uh, teacher of the year. We recently held our district teacher of the year festivities and named Kelsey Arnold from Rosewood Elementary as our teacher of the year for the district. And then Derek Younger from our Options Academy as our district employee support employers. We call it the Beyond and Above Award. How great is it to have those two people representing our school district on such a great level? Well, um, when you read about their, you know, their bios and their philosophy of teaching and you hear about um, what they do in the classroom and the relationship they build with students, it's no surprise. And uh, we've had a great history of Teacher of the Year um, candidates in Broken Air going on and winning the State Teacher of the Year. Uh, award and being finalist even at that national uh, level and Miss um, Arnold um, she has been in the uh, classroom for uh, a number of years in two different elementary sites and I just hear over and over how much she cares for the kids like the kids know it immediately when they walk in their class her classroom they can tell they, can they always tell. know yes and she just has that type of innate characteristic about her that um, you want to be in her classroom and uh, it goes back to that just feels like like home uh, mr younger uh, is a security guard over at our options academy and he again he could just 
fill that role as a security right. person. He could sit there and hang out and say, don't do that. He could. And, and he doesn't. He doesn't. He builds relationships with kids. Um, I think they have a little guitar club that he has uh, started that kids feel connected. And when you look at the big picture of that, uh, when you talk about safety in schools, because that's the number one um, job, in my opinion, we obviously have to educate our students, but number one is we got to keep them safe. And all the research points to the safest schools have great relationships between their students and the adults in the building and that they're constantly communicating and where they feel the students feel comfortable to approach adults and share things with them and alert them to things. And, um, Mr. Younger doing that, he, um, you know, he, he exemplifies that and that's the type of people, again, we don't want to hire security guards that just sit around and look, um, mean, look menacingly and make them fear and all that uh, stuff. uh, That doesn't work with today's kids. Um, you've got to build relationships and they've got to have trust and they got to feel like, um, they can, you know, have a mutual respect, uh, for one another. And he definitely, deserves this award and really once you hear all the bios of all the candidates there's so many deserving people teachers and support people in VA that um, just proud to be associated with them yeah I don't envy the committees that have to narrow those decisions down there's just no good way to do it very at all well let's talk about next year as we look to we're getting ready to wind down this year but of course people may may not know that us at the administration building we don't we don't have summers we work all summer to get the next year ready. So let's look at it next year. What's going, what's going on? What's, what's some cool things that we're getting ready to start talking about and launching? Well, um, I, you know, I hate to bring this up, but post COVID, um, this year was almost a retraining in so many ways of having school again. So next year I'm excited to start the year. I feel fresh and, uh, get back in the routine that we all know and expect um, what school to look like. Um, Stepping into this role at the end of December, I'm anxious to have a full school year ahead of me. Um, As you'll see on Monday night's board meeting, you'll see a lot of new hires in the district and movement of principals and directors. And that is a time um, where you know the planning really starts after Monday night for so many of those sites and schools and um, you know the vision for the district is set um, here in May for August. Um, I you know I hiring teachers is going to be a big job over the summer uh, recruiting those. I think that's a, a big thing. Um, we've had two forums. Over this past uh, week and a half, about uh, plans for the next middle school. Will it look like a sixth through eighth middle school like we've had in Broken Arrow for years and building a sixth one? Or are we looking at a different direction and, and outside of the box thinking for us of an eighth grade academy at uh, Sequoia and in having four sixth and seventh grade um, academy schools below that? that step up into that eighth grade academy we're weighing the pros and cons of that um financially with with the rising cost of uh construction that has uh, limited us on some options but again i don't want to apologize for 
any of that or make excuses. We've got to take what resources we have and do what's best for kids. And my main thing is um, setting our eighth graders up to be the most successful they can be entering the high school transcripted years and um, being equitable across all five middle schools is challenging at times um, to do that for our eighth graders and we're just looking at some creative ways to address that and also um, being good stewards of taxpayer money too and so I, I would appreciate if anybody could would go online look at our youtube channel and uh, or aerovision.tv and watch the um, session from the other night and you'll see the whys behind it i think that's important today is i want to be a superintendent that's transparent um well none of these decisions are taken lightly they are they look at every you guys have looked at every aspect transportation activities construction fiscal responsibility i mean there's just so much that goes into it it's not just a flip a coin let's make this and that's incredible to see that machine going and i hope parents feel that that it's not just done on a whim or it's not done for any um personal reason of mine or any of my the, team the chuck members. perry eighth grade academy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's done we try to do at the end of the day what's best for students and 100 um, so and I, I like to uh, get parent input and that's why we have the forums there's going to be a survey that goes out next week and we would love people's feedback um, we want to keep class sizes as low as possible we've obviously got to constantly keep an eye on uh, the growth of the district um, <laughs> you can't drive through broken air without looking somewhere of some homes popping up or neighborhood every time i pass the corner I'm like well that was a neighborhood wait that wasn't yesterday it's and incredible it, it does and we we have a team that is constantly monitoring that and looking at our capacity at our buildings and uh, never want to be uh, caught off guard or surprised by um a growth in area so uh lots of stuff lots of stuff next year and again um i want to get back to um you know just solid that we're providing the best education in the state of oklahoma if not the nation and uh, you know the things that i have told teachers when being in front of them is uh, 90 percent of your job is building relationships with your students and being a good teacher of your content area. If we take care of those two things, that helps uh, tremendously. That's right. Um, and that's that's just the biggest impact to me. I do think we have to be aware of um, a lot of our students are facing some tough mental health issues like we've never seen before. And um, even students are sharing that with the adults in the building. And we're looking at ways and to uh, meet the needs of those students. I don't want to be naive to that too. And I think that's tied into that relationship uh, point and that teachers uh, provide a setting where students can share if they're struggling in some areas um, because the world is, uh, it, it's tough at times. Yeah, and, it's not very kind sometimes. Yeah, and we also uh, care about our staff and the mental health of our staff too. Uh, we're living in some difficult times, but again, don't want to make excuses or um, be a victim. We, we want to find ways to um, 
meet those needs of you know anybody associated with Brogan Public Schools. Well, I think the pandemic shone a light on certain spots that okay, this is what we need to do. Absolutely. So as as, as crazy and dire that whole situation is, it also exposed. I'm like, all right. Let's get to work on this. Absolutely. So something good did come out of something insane, and we can we can handle that. Absolutely. Well, as we wrap up this podcast, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with today? I'm just thankful for the parents out there. I'm just thankful to um, be the superintendent of Broken Arrow Public Schools and that you entrust me to uh, provide your students a great education. Um, it's, it's humbling to me to be in that role, and... I do want to listen and want to get your feedback that we do what's best for the district and best for our community. And um, kind of the way I finish all my uh, little video segments I send out to staff, I always like to say the best is yet to come because I do truly believe that, that uh, if you have that mentality on great days, you, you think things can get even better. And on tough days, you know things can get better. So um, that's my message to everyone. The best is still yet to come for Broken Arrow Public Schools. Well, thank you, Chuck Perry, Superintendent of Schools, for being here. Appreciate you taking the time. Enjoyed it. I know our listeners appreciate it, too. So uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Core Values, an official podcast of Broken Arrow Public Schools. And we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.